general nerdery. I'm somewhat expecting the energy of this little mini-sode to be somewhat akin to our energy of when we realized that we had to do this, of like, oh, fuck, do we even have trailers today? I so, knew there was something. I'm sorry? <laughs> I knew there was something. It turns out it was Borderlands that I remembered for sure. Yeah, and I was the one just, that sent it to us, and I forgot about it. Um, and then I just knew that there were others, potentially. Look, if we wouldn't have made it to three, I wouldn't have been sad. Nah. And I would have been like, cool, we don't have to talk about Borderlands. <laughs> actually, everything that we've got here, like, has at least one thing in it that interests me. So it's not like it's, you know... Anyways, welcome to General Nerdery Trailers, Zach Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we are. I'm the yeah, it. yeah, yeah. He's Zach Tyler. I, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, hey, the yeah, yeah, yeahs are a band I like quite a bit. So um, we've already said it, so let's just start with Borderlands. It looks fine. The problem is I feel like it's... I think I'd rather just go play the game some oh, more. Okay, yeah, 100%. I, I think... I saw so many pieces of being like, the trailer's out. It looks fucking terrible. I'm like, it doesn't look terrible. It just looks like it hasn't quite hit the mark. And like, when they first announced this, we were, Borderlands is so unique that it doesn't take much to like, be gone. It, I don't know. It feels like, I don't. I don't know, man. I it, it. I have a hard time trying to read what I'm getting from the, va- the this trailer. Like, it feels too much like they're trying to get everybody. If that makes sense. Well, one thing I keep seeing is like getting it compared to Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's a warning sign. And you know how much I fucking love Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not. But like, Guardians and Borderlands are different beasts. I think. The two things, like, there are things that I thought they did really well. Jack Black as Claptrap, I think, is great. I think that's great, too. Um, All the actors, even the ones that look quite a bit different from their characters, look fine. I'm not, like, I have no, I think she's going to do fine, but I don't. I don't see a world where I ever would have gotten Kate Blanchett to be Lilith. That one's a little weird. And um, who plays Roland? Oh, was that Kevin Hart? Is Kevin Hart, yeah. hundred. Okay, I want to be very clear, because I'm sure there's people that are mad that Roland is black, and that's not where I'm going with this. I, When I see Roland, I think much more like, not full-on meathead, because he's not the big punchy one, but like... But not Kevin Hart. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, that's a weird casting choice to me. So the two things that kind of threw me, one... The music was wrong. And I like that song. And I actually like that we're using classic rock in a lot of action movies these days. Like, I have no Mm -hmm. problems with that. Borderlands should be Cage the Elephant. Yeah. It should be like... Like, if you want to get everybody excited for this, use that track. That exact song. The Borderlands intro. Just that one intro scene where that music is perfect. It's one of the best things video games has ever done. I say with my extremely limited gamer experience. Do you know what would have been the best trailer for this movie? Just Just that intro. Recreate the intro (laughs) in live action. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And then I guess work in Tiny Tina, who I've never got that far in Borderlands 2, so I have no relation to the character, so I do not care. But I. It feels weird to me 
that Tina is such a big part of this. But once again, I, that feels like one of those things where it's like, we're just trying to get as many people as we can to want to come watch this movie. That's fair. By putting Kevin Hart in it and Tiny Tina, who was so popular that she spinned off her own side game. Yeah. So, and yeah. Krieg? Like, I loved playing as Krieg, but that also feels weird. That was a wild choice, yeah. But, like, it should be early to mid-2000s kind of indie rock, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Cage the fucking elephant, or there's all sorts of good music from that era. So that mood feels off. And then they had that entire like piss fields joke or whatever. And it's not like Borderlands wasn't willing to do a dirty joke, but that felt out of character for the game. I don't I, I, really re- like. Okay, so I've probably it's, it was just obvious, obvious, not clever, obvious. Like the yeah, game feels. It was. I mean, I played a lot of Borderlands over like a week and then stopped again because I have terrible attention span when it comes to video games. But and that was like six months ago. But like, gonna, I don't it, remember a bunch of pee pee poo poo humor in Borderlands. No, there is a lot of dick jokes. Sure, but there's a difference between a dick joke and pee-pee-poo-poo humor. It's hard to describe, but I just... It feels like the game is more self-aware that it's self-aware. Mm-hmm. I also don't trust this to be the scathing indictment of capitalism that the first one was. I... Okay, so here's my biggest problem, I think. Is that all the guns seem too normal so far. That's true. I read the article about how, like, originally Borderlands was a photo, quote unquote, photorealistic shooter. Mm. And then they're like, this is not working. <laughs> Let's reinvent it when we're 80% done already and turned it into, as far as I'm concerned, the best first person shooter ever made. But I also am not a big first person shooter guy. But, like, you know how it gets. Like, those guns with the way the RNG goes can get. Wacky. Real fucking weird, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get some fucking wacky combinations. That's what I want to see. Eli Roth directed this movie. Originally. Also doesn't feel like an Eli Roth joint. <laughs> which, the only Eli Roth thing I think I've ever seen is the first Hostel. Mm. Which I hate that movie, but again, we've discussed my love of, my complete lack of love of horror movies. And Hostel is everything I hate about horror movies. Like, I don't know, maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. It's not good for me. It's meh. Um, It's fine. And then the reshoots were done by Tim Miller. The guy who did Deadpool. Yeah. And is uh, Tim Miller. President of Blur Studios. I don't know what that is, but. Oh, um, you have seen things from Blur. Blur Studios probably really solidified and made their name. By doing video game trailers. I knew they did that originally. And they were the ones that did like the old Republic trailers. Oh, the ones that I still watch for funsies. Okay. No, Tim Miller from the beginning would have been perfect for this. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like this suffers from uh, my, my fear of this is there's going to be a too many cooks situation in this while borderlands has such an iconic feel that like, Visually, they're pretty close with. They've got the colors. They've got, I mean, the psychos look perfect. Great. Yeah. Yeah. 
Almost a little too clean. But Everything's it, a little too clean, but that's fine. But Borderlands was always a weird one because it was so... It, because of the cell shading. Yes, because it's... Everything's dirty, but everything's still brightly colored, and you can pull that off with cell shading, but you cannot pull that off in real life in the same way. So mm-hmm. I'm a little forgiving of that. I don't know. I don't think it looks fucking terrible, like all the like think pieces I'm seeing about it are, but I don't think it looks amazing either. No, I... Like, in the past couple months, we've seen, like, three or four, like action movie trailers and this is the one i'm least interested in seeing in the theater yeah which is sad it should be the one i should be the most excited for yeah exactly like that's the bummer about it is that like it's borderlands and i should be a lot more excited than i am but like Borderlands should be this huge bright explosive exciting thing to see and it looks like all of that was this is going too far but it kind of looks like someone typed that into it those words into an AI generator and this trailer is what came out of it. Mm. That's too far. I fucking hate AI generators, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It, it, it just, the personality seems a little squeezed out. Um, what else? We saw gentlemen, a guy, Richie series. Did I, I suppose I could look it up. I have, I have a Google in front of me. Is he actually directing this? I series? was going to ask you this question. I don't know if this is a he produced it or executive produced it. You've seen The Gentleman. I haven't. Is this the same storyline? So I don't remember The Gentleman well enough to (laughs) remember if this is the same storyline. I will say there is a extremely brief moment in the trailer where I kind of thought I saw Charlie Hunnam's character from the movie. It does feel it does feel very Guy Ritchie. And what I do remember um, from the movie is that the movie very much felt like uh, a return to form. For that's Guy what Ritchie. I heard a lot. Um, there's like, there's one bit that's kind of racist and well, like kind of a return shitty to form to Guy Ritchie as well, for being honest. But other than that, like it felt, you know, like fucking snatch or something. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels is still my favorite of his, but I fear, feel you. Okay, so admittedly, the last Guy Ritchie film I saw was that fucking awful King Arthur movie, mm-hmm. which was not a return to form. That was a complete loss of form. So at least the first episode is going to be directed by Guy Ritchie, which is what I would have guessed to begin with, that they would have him open the series to set the tone. That's what... Okay, that's fine. I didn't expect him to direct all of it, but if he directs... That sounds like he's at least doing some show running stuff. Well, and so here's the weird thing with television is that the only director that really matters is the one for the first episode. Because it sets the tone. Because it sets the tone for the rest. Because otherwise that you can get in directors every other week, which a lot of shows do. Mm. And what really matters is more like the producers and the the editors, editors are what editors and just like the people there on set week in and week out mm-hmm. because they're there week in and week out. It looks like a Guy Ritchie crime movie, but as a series. Yeah, which if they keep that feeling up through an entire series, I'm one million percent for it. 
it sounds exhausting, but I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's a frantic fucking pace of a Guy Ritchie film. For me, like, I'm going to watch this. It's how does it live up to the expectation? Is it going to be able to keep that up this entire time in a way that makes me care? Well, and this is the one that we had no idea about in advance. Yeah. Every other trailer, at least one of us had heard something about. And this was, we just typed in trailer to YouTube and it was like, want to watch this. Sure. Sure. (laughs) I saw the movie. (laughs) It's got some, one of us saw the movie. It's got words that we care about. Uh, I guess this, I don't know. Maybe makes my dark horse contender for the week of like, this interests me more than the next one, which is, um, Boy Kills World. Oh, I think I'm going to be going and seeing that in theaters. I am sure you are. Everything about this is built for you. I am amused that it's Boy Meets World (laughs) joke for the name. I kind of wish they had like leaned into that a little further for its absurd dark. Yeah, I'm. Let me see if I can explain what we think this movie is from the trailer. Bill Skarsgård with an eight pack. Like a 16 pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Voiced by the guy who voices Archer and Bob from Bob's Burgers. Yep. H. John Benjamin. Thank you. I who, could not quite think of the name. He sounds like he's having a great time. Is. Do we know if he's going to be in Borderlands? Was he in the. Because he's in. He's like the villain in two. Oh, okay. And he's like the villain. Like, you get the handsome Jack collection. Now when you can buy borderlands, I forgot he played handsome Jack. Oh my God. I've not played borderlands two since college. So <laughs> fuck's sake. Cause if like, there's no, at least cameo of that voice, then why make that movie? Oh my God. He's so good. Oh, borderlands is so good. Why? Okay. Anyways, a super rich family has developed some kind of murder world funded by a serial company with one member of the super rich family being fam famke. What is it? Famke Janssen. Famke Janssen, who is uh, Jean Grey from the X-Men movies Mm -hmm. and uh, makes out with Captain Picard in an episode of Star Trek, which makes those X-Men movies real fucking weird. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. strange. Oh, uh, that feels weird in like the pit <laughs> of my stomach. But anyways, I love her. She's great. Yeah, so no, like, she's great. I'm glad to see her getting work. The main hero guy, Skarsgård, ends up deaf and mute and coming up with a plan of vengeance while getting an internal monologue that he borrowed the voice, that part I don't understand, from the last video game he played, which was like a Street Fighter game, voiced by H. John Benjamin. (laughs) And then the rest looks like surrealist dark comedy murder. Yeah. I'm so in. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against any single thing they said, other than like, I don't tend to go for overly violent, but like, I'll watch that. I just am not sure how to. Sometimes when we watch stuff, I wish we could have another like day or two for me to process it, process it before we talk about it. 
I don't know if I would be able to make it easier to process. It's Oh yeah, cuz it looks wild. <laughs> like it's almost not not to this degree of stylization, but the thing that I would most compare it to might be Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Honestly, it almost has some of that Borderlands energy. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more of what Borderlands should have been. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right about the Scott. Pil- I hadn't put that together, but like. And it's kind of like a revenge story, but he's also like he's got a fucking inner monologue by H. John Benjamin. It's kind of like him telling his own story. So it looks like it gets fucking weird. But great. Like, they were wearing, like, daft punk fucking robot helmets where the eyes were lighting up in conjunction with the shots that they were firing off. I'm one million percent there. (laughs) Yeah, I just... It looks like a really interesting visual experience that's not going to have that amazing of a storyline, but that's not the point. And look, if they pull off an amazing storyline... Sweet... But honestly, like, this kind of action movie is so much better than a lot of the, like, now Arnold Schwarzenegger's gonna go for vengeance again, and there's not anything wrong with those movies, but, like, these ones all seem to be trying, like, modern action flick of that kind seems to be trying for more of an individual voice than the old ones did. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate. Although that might be because I haven't watched a bunch of them, so I don't fully understand that they're all just trying to be John Wick. Yeah, this one didn't seem as too John, John Wicky. Yeah. Like once again, like it seemed very Scott Pilgrim me. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim meets John Wick meets the Hunger Games. Yeah, something like that. Um then Star Trek Discovery season five. That's which right. I'm this sure is gonna be the last one, right? To you. Uh yes, this is the final one. It was not started to be the final one. They announced during filming that they were, that this was going to be the final season. And they were, it was early enough that they were able to kind of rework the plan for the last episode or two to function. At least this is, as I understand it to function a little better as a final episode to the whole series. I am sad about that. I'm also kind of, I wanted it to get seven seasons because in my mind, Star Trek should be seven seasons long. Because I'm a 90s Star Trek boy mm-hmm, and all three mm-hmm. of them had seven seasons. Mm-hmm. I know Enterprise also kind of counts in that, but fucking, I don't care. It was started in 2000 and it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first Star Trek to end, like of the new run, because Picard only went three seasons, but it was also. While the plans changed across that series, it was built that way. Yeah. Because Patrick Stewart is older than dirt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Discovery was the flagship. It was like the first launch of the new Star Trek stuff. I am fucking bummed for it to be ending. If they had to end one of them, it's the one I would have picked, though. Like. I really like Star Trek Discovery. The other ones all do some Star Trek stuff. I don't want to say better, but more traditionally. Okay. Star Trek is traditionally a episode of the week 
moral story show. You know, now we go to this planet. Here's this weird thing happening. It might involve the planet. That might be just the like set dressing. And we are learning whatever lesson or we're examining that part of a character or whatever. Discovery feels zero need for single episode season, uh, shows. There's no monster of the week horseshit going on with that. They are 12 episodes long. We're going to do 12 episodes for a single story. I, I was about to say, even from just the trailer, like I was like, oh, not only am I already lost, but it seems like there's one big thing happening. Yes. And some people like it. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. It's a little jarring when it happens in Star Trek. Mm -hmm. And it's a little... A critique my buddy has of the show, and I don't disagree with this critique, even if it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers him, is that every season is about the absolute end of all existence in the galaxy. Like, not ever, all exists, but like multiple times, they've literally been responsible for saving all life in the galaxy. Oh. It's always like, end of the Federation threat is happening, and only the Discovery can save it. Which, it's sci-fi. That shit happens. But, like, Disco was never good at finding room to breathe. The reviews, the things they were saying, it sounds like they were kind of, like, taking that advice to heart, though. They're like, yeah, we're still doing a whole, like, basically a one-season story because that's just the format of our show. But we're loosening up on the, oh, my God, we're all going to die. Okay. A little bit. It still seems like, oh, yeah, they're you know, going to save the Federation because that's what they do. But like, I, you know, like I said, it felt like something big is still happening. Yes, but maybe a little less doom and gloom with it. Like, okay. yeah, for example, season one is the Klingon war. The Federation and the Klingons in all on war battle to the death season two. They have to save all of existence from being destroyed by an evil AI season three. They're thrown 800 years into the future. And they find out that all warp drive has been destroyed when, um, or almost all warp drive, when something called the burn happened and every ship with dilithium exploded simultaneously across the galaxy. Dilithium powers warp drive just for. They all blew. They all blew. Wow, that sucks. The Federation collapsed overnight. And then season four an alien species from outside of the galaxy is blowing up planets with their weird device thing that basically creates black holes and they have to figure out why and what's happening. Like these guys do not do small scale. Yeah. That's what it's, it's very much sounding. Uh, now I'm getting this. It's uh. but that sounds exhausting. <laughs> it's great television though. But this one looks more like an Indiana Jones fucking like, archaeology adventure too. I don't know if you got that vibe as well. But yeah, like, a little bit. Here's I a get puzzle that. box yeah. and we got to go looking for this thing. I don't know. It looks good. It looks. <laughs> <laughs> they find some crystal skulls. You know what? I'd give him a shot at this point. Also, Doug Jones is in that show and I fucking love Doug Jones. So, and he really loves being on disco. I don't know. I'm sad to see it go. If it was going to end, this is the one to end. I will riot when they cancel Lower Decks. Yeah, we are. We're all going to. 
giant riots already planned. <laughs> Even if they get the seven seasons they want. Like, I just want that we show to go forever. We will release the moopsie. Moopsie. <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, I think that's all we got for today. Bye. 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 Moopsie. Hi, everybody. General Tyler here. If you like the show, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us right now, or preferably over at Apple Podcasts, we would super appreciate it, as the whole world is around on algorithms, and we want to be all up in them, getting our voice out to more places. Uh, Also, I mean, tell your friends. We always appreciate that. Uh, If you want to get in contact with us, ask us questions, give us comments, Email us, generalnerderypod at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, www.generalnerdcast.com. While you're there, check out all of our back catalog, or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network. Uh, Go check out all of our sister shows. We're involved with most of them, so if you already like listening to us talk, it might be in your best interest. And if you want to check out everything from the network, head over to earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. We'd super appreciate it. Love you all. Have a good one.